Welcome into DTC Game 1 of the NBA Finals 2018 in the books. No surprises. Well, actually, I'm going to walk that back immediately. Many surprises. Uh, LeBron is definitely on something. Goes for a career high in the finals or career best in the finals. 51, if I'm not mistaken. J.R. Smith can't read. And Tristan Thompson is the worst thing to happen to a Kardashian. And I'm we're going to get into all of that, plus we'll unpack this terrible series and this terrible game. And as a new hockey fan, I want to get into how much trouble the NBA actually is in because this product is terrible by comparison to baseball playoffs, hockey playoffs, and, of course, the NFL, although the NFL is kind of boring. But the NBA is in big trouble here. Uh, so Warriors-Cavs take four. Canada and LP, the the NBA team on the podcast here, covering the league at large, the Drakes up north, the Wiz here in DC, and everything in between. Eventually, inevitably, sorry, we were going to talk about this series. None of us were really excited about it. We did a preview show yesterday. Our boy Just Blaze in New York, uh, Justin came on and basically said, you know, Warriors in five because they'll bench everyone in Game Four. J.R. Smith, I think, I mean, he's the story here. And I'm going to go straight into conspiracy theory, and I want to get your your take on this, both of you. Can we talk about point shaving? Is it possible that he knew what he was doing? There is no scenario where J.R. Smith knows what he's doing. (laughs) Period. It has nothing to do with basketball. It's just J.R. period. Doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, I know LeBron is uh, like up against it, and we can talk about how terrible his teammates are. But damn, I assume they could read. I assume they had the presence of mind to you know know that the guy scored fifty one of of our hundred points, and if I get this rebound, I should shoot the ball, not go the wrong way, dribble it out. I think he cost them the series. I really do. I think that's the type of play that they will look back and say instead of walking out of game one, stealing game one on the road. On the, on the back of a, a great LeBron performance, and he played great. Now the story is going to be, how do we defend JR? How do we make him look not like, like he's an, a crazy person? Like Everything is going to be about JR and his ridiculous, terribly timed play. I mean, you guys watched yeah, this game. Yeah. It was hard to watch. It wasn't that entertaining. It's- Give me some of your takeaways here. Well, first of all, like it's obvious that Cleveland is missing... Kyrie desperately when you've got George Hill making a clutch free throw and and being the guy that's supposed to put you ahead and then you've got JR just being you know JR times 10 running away from the basket that he's supposed to score on you know I feel I actually in the rarest of moments I actually feel bad for LeBron 51 points and you can't win the game this series is done LP how about you I was sitting here looking at this game, thinking about what would I say if I was LeBron in the locker room? Like, you scored 51 points. I think I saw a stat at some point in the fourth quarter. LeBron had, like, 46 points, and the rest of the team had 30-something. It was just ridiculous. And I'm thinking, like, how can you walk into this locker room and say, hey, we have a chance? Like, look at some of these numbers. Tristan Thompson, two points. Uh, J.R. Smith, 10 points. George Hill, 7 points. Jordan Clarkson, 4 points. Like Nobody. Who's the, the second top scorer is Kevin Love. Okay, 21 points. He's not going to get that for the rest of the series. I mean, Kevin Love is not that good anymore. 
it's just he looks like he looks like he's still lingering from a concussion like he's just he's not um engaged as much and then like one for eight from three-point shooting for kevin love like they they can't win unless they're gonna bomb um they're gonna bomb the warriors out of the game and LeBron played 48 minutes as well. Like it's it's this thing like there's nothing more that guy can do and they're still losing by 10. Um so yeah, I don't see I don't see like short of a major injury like there was a bit of a scare with Clay going down early, but he came back into the game, but other than short of something like that, this is pretty much done. And and well, it's going to it's going to probably be like a ripple effect. JR Smith could have just changed the the trajectory of the NBA moving forward because I can't see LeBron staying. Why would you stay with a bunch of buffoons like that? They keep like signing to your team. It's it's a joke. Well, to be but fair, let's, he's let's signing them here. to him. He's signing them to his own team, right? He's he, he's orchestrating all that. All that. So uh, you know, before we before we you know cry a river for LeBron here, there there are some positive takeaways. Tristan Thompson, you know, two points in twenty minutes is pathetic, but you you you're gonna get more than that. On your home court, I don't know how you can beat the Warriors, and this is the game that they had to have. Game one was the one that they could potentially, you know, it's the feel out game, it's the it's the pre adjustment game. That's the one that you you can win. Uh, there's a couple things that if I'm a, if if I'm a Cleveland guy, I am encouraged by Kevin Love going 39 minutes. I know I'm not going to get 21 and 13, but I didn't know I could get 40 minutes out of him. So. You know, you don't need him to go 40, but that's an encouraging thing. J.R. Smith, if you if you take out that terrible decision going the wrong way, you know, which was 100% hashtag church ball here, he actually he played some solid defense, and he gave him a 37 minutes. He didn't give him much else. Uh, but, but to be honest, LeBron wasn't looking for his teammates as much as he has in previous games. In, in the Boston Do you blame series, him? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. But, you know, when we... Larry Nance Jr., you know, in 19 minutes, give him 9 and 11. I would be encouraged by that. He's actually a matchup problem for the Warriors, and he can defend. I mean, he he forces them to use guys that they don't want to use off their bench. So there's a couple things that kind of work in your favor. You know, the Corvers and the, I mean, the bench isn't very deep. Uh, you know, I'll say that. And you're looking at the Warriors, I mean, they didn't, I don't think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think McGee got into a game for the first time in a long time. You know, David West, these guys got kind of like some garbage minutes, but their rotation, they were exposed against Houston. You know, the the yeah, Warriors, the Warriors aren't very deep either. No, you're you're right. Actually, they're they're old. Like on but on like their bench is old. You know, you've got Iguodala that went down, and he was a key you know player for them in the last three finals. So like I I do think they're you know, there was a vulnerability from the Warriors bench, but when you've got Durant 26, Curry 29, Thompson 24, you know, and Draymond uh, an assist away from a triple-double, you're not going to beat this team. But hold on, like, hold on, hold on. But but they also played 47, 46, 46, and 45 minutes. And if the, Le- if, if the game plan is get one of them into foul trouble – I like that game plan because that means guys like like Swaggy P and Javel and David West are coming on, and the Cavaliers actually match up pretty well against all those guys. You know, I, I disagree. I disagree there. You get one of those guys in foul trouble, you're going to just get the ball more in Steph Curry's hands. You're going to get the ball more in Kevin Durant's hands. Draymond well, Kevin Durant had a bad game, like like in terms of shooting from like one for seven from three. Like he he still has like another level. 
um, I'm sure that you're going to see in this series. I mean, he's he's the reigning Finals MVP. Like, I think this guy is is again. Like, he didn't even guard LeBron that much. They've had they've had Looney as the primary defender, and then they were trying to get like pick and roll switches on Curry and stuff. But I thought Steph Curry probably was probably the most dominant player, like warrior player on the court. And he just kept making key, key plays in, in, in really good moments. And it's basically because he doesn't have to guard Kyrie now. So he's fresh. Um, and I think that's the difference really when you're getting like MVP Steph Curry, I don't think these guys are, it's not going to even be close. I think their best punch was game one for Cleveland and they fell short. And I can't see LeBron averaging 50 points in this series. When you actually look at the score, you see you see the game went into overtime, and you think, okay, well, it was close, but it really wasn't that close. I mean, the Cavs just got absolutely dominated in overtime. Yeah, there was also a chance from the first three seconds of of overtime. Yeah, that last two minutes too was a weird last two minutes before the overtime. Like two really bad turnovers for the Warriors. It was pretty much self self inflicted. It wasn't because. You know, Cleveland's defense was so stellar. It was just, you know, Durant bobbled the ball once. And then the second time, um, Looney threw it over his head and it went out of bounds. Like, so I think like this is one of those things where they're just a bit sloppy to close out the game. Um, this probably shouldn't have gone to overtime, but, you know, they, like credit Cleveland, they stuck around and hung in there hoping for a crazy finish. And they almost got it, you know, short of a free throw and, you know, a JR blunder. Um, they may have, you know, like, Golden State would have had to make a big shot with four seconds left. So I don't know. You never know. You know, you gotta, like said, this is why I think we got to give LeBron a little bit more credit because this game wasn't close. And I agree with LP 100%. I don't, the, the stats, the numbers may say differently, but the game, anyone who watched it, you really didn't believe that the, that the Cavaliers had anything in them. The Cavaliers are, are like a circus. Like you want to see what LeBron will do, but you really have no confidence in the team being able to win anything. That being said, they were a free throw, you know. If Hood makes or whoever was on the free throw line at the end of the game, if it wasn't yeah. Hood, uh, you know, if he uh, if he makes that free throw, the pressure's on the Warriors to get a shot. And as as dumb as Jr. and Tristan are, you know, they they are capable of standing still with their hands in the air. So, you know, if they're up one, you gotta like your chances at that point. With uh, I don't know a dozen seconds left in the game, if certainly the Warriors could have done a million different things, and we'll never know. But the momentum like the buzzkill of of JR's blunder uh, that's one of those things that he, i mean that's going to that's going to haunt him for the rest of his career this is similar to uh who's that donkey uh Ricky Davis remember when Ricky Davis needed a triple double and he tried to give get himself a rebound off a miss on his own basket and everybody went berserk like it's just one of those things that everyone's going to remember this moment for JR Smith like of all the stupid things he's done this is by far the stupidest on the biggest possible stage and if you're LeBron, like I know he's your boy and everything, but you know, I, could you imagine? I w- I would have loved to be just a ghost on the bench, head before overtime. I, I mean, the the nerves, the temper was. You could see LeBron get a little agitated towards the end there. Uh, he he, you know, if you were rip lead, rip lip reading, he was saying some stuff to Steph Curry about you know get the f out of my face, don't talk to me right now, and Steph was saying something to the effect of. We didn't know your team couldn't read, you know, and it, and that's going to be the narrative here moving forward. And they even talked about it on the broadcast, you know, Warriors have this, uh, you know, this air about them and everyone thinks that they're soft and Mark Jackson, you know, who's always pumping them up and he's, he's their former coach, you kind of expect it. 
You know, he's always basically saying, no, they're not soft, they're not this, they're not that. Uh, I think they are soft. And I think if Cleveland plays physical and slows this thing down the way they were for three quarters and just kind of hang around and, and hang your hat on the fact that LeBron is he's legitimately unguardable. I mean, I know Durant, Durant has another level, but if you had to pick one guy on the court you know that that's just a cut above everyone. It it's still LeBron James. I mean, he he can defend, he can hit the three, and he does. He's doing something that Kevin Durant has never attempted to, nor could do, which is put an entire team on his back for you know the duration of a playoff run. So you got to give him credit. He, I'm not betting against him. I I just don't see where they can get an additional, you know, twenty points or so. Right, and, and that's the problem. Like they're not going to win games scoring 130 points. They're going to get you know. Can they get 10 out of Tristan and and you know a dozen out of Larry Nance? Maybe you know. So I don't know where these points are going to come from. But you can't ask LeBron to score 51, and you certainly need your players to to know what the score is at all times. But you know, tactically, yeah, I mean, tactically, I don't know what adjustments I would make short of playing Nance a little bit more just to force the Warriors to 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 go a little bigger. I mean, you, you got to do something. You got to do something. Yeah, there's nothing like, you can do. The, the series is over. I mean, th- this this is just an awful series, an awful NBA uh, finals. I mean, it's just a, a microcosm of you know what's wrong with the NBA and how these super teams have completely ruined the game for the fans. I yeah, mean, and I also think just like the, great, what do you really have to look forward to as a fan? Yeah. Your team's the, never going to get there as long as Durant's there, Steph Curry's there. And, you know, you can even take Clay Thompson out. There's still the Draymond Greens. There's still – it's just – it's your team is never going to get there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, like, the NBA is also trying to force feed us, you know, LeBron 48 at minutes. Like, and, and, you know, it's getting a little ridiculous. Like, to be honest with you, the calls and the flopping and the screaming and all that stuff and, like, you know, the, 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 tantrum, the, the tantrums that he's having and – you know, it's just, again, it's just get LeBron in, like, Cleveland versus Golden State, trying to make this a rivalry. And honestly, like, after this series, it's going to be almost like an afterthought, the fact that Cleveland even won that one. Um, you know, short of a Draymond ejection and suspension, they probably would be four in a row right now. So I, I, I would say like the, take one the, player from the, the Warriors out, pick your, pick your poison, whether it's Draymond or, or Clay or... Uh, maybe out, outside of Steph and Durant, I think the Warriors still sweep. Just yeah, no, I agree. I mean, don't that. forget when when they didn't have Durant, you know, they almost broke like a, you know, a crazy NBA record. Like they were one of the big, greatest teams ever. Like, like I, I think it it, it is kind of interesting that we forget that this team was like a seventy win team without Durant, right? Um, so I, I, I kind of I kind of wonder if the NBA is going to move towards like a top 16 team uh, playoff rather than an East versus West. And that way you'll get more Western teams with talent being more competitive in the playoffs like a Denver who didn't make it or just, you know, you could see them being way more entertaining than, you know, whatever the bottom of the. East but it doesn't is, right? but it doesn't change anything. And if you if you had done that this season, you would have lost the Wizards and gained the Nuggets based on schedule. But you can't honestly tell me that the Wizards had a shot, even though we, we believe they may have. And the Nuggets certainly didn't have a shot. And this is, you know, I think you guys both yeah. both have made valid points. I mean, this is a 
essentially a two dog. You know, you know, yesterday on the podcast we were we were as we were previewing the series. You know, the NBA wanted the conference finals to get to, to Game Seven, but this was the outcome that that kind of had to be there for TV ratings and advertising and and all the stuff that the NBA needs to do, and specifically ESPN needs uh, from ad uh, generation and revenue. Uh, because they overpaid for the for the product overall, but that's a whole other subject, you know. But if you if if the Rockets had gotten past the uh, the Warriors, you would have had a more competitive series, and it would have been more of a toss up. Vegas would have enjoyed it more. The only th- the only real city that wouldn't have liked it would have been San Francisco. But the league, you know, I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think the league is out there saying we got to get this matchup again. But I also don't. I'm not buying the narrative that ESPN's trying to sell that this is a rivalry of some sort. It's not. I agree. It's, it's just not. not. It's, it's just not. It, it, it's not. It's not, and it's not even good drama. Like it isn't the 1990s, you know, Bulls. Like even though you knew the Bulls were going to make it over and over again, you still wanted to see Michael. But he was playing legit all stars, like dream teamers, like and and those those were highly contested, you know. Uh, yeah, series. those went. Like, that's right. Every series with the Knicks went the distance. When the Orlando right. Magic were initially built, you know, with Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, and uh, and Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway, that was a fun team to watch, and it was like the the, the passing of the guard, except. Jordan wouldn't let it happen, you know. So right. I I agree completely. Right now, you don't have a team, you know. And the irony is, it's just LeBron, and, and this is where you just have to tip your hat and say, like the the guy's just really amazing because he's he's on a team with a guy who can't read, a guy who is uh, a sideshow, and he really doesn't have support. And I, I I don't feel bad for him because he's the one that constructed the roster. But at the same time, he's legitimately doing it by himself. And for him to still be there eight, I mean, eight years ago, what were you doing eight years ago? LP, you've been married eight years. Like you, I don't know, or seven years it is, or whatever it is. The guy has made it eight years. And once upon a time, LeBron sat on a stage with a microphone and everybody chuckled when he was like, you know, if you remember the soundbite, of course, you know, not one, not two, not five. And, and you know, he got the city wrong and the team wrong, but he's been there for eight straight years seasons that is incredible in the modern nba given how how frequent teams change and uh and and these super teams pop up and whatever you know that's part of the reason why i can't see him going west but canada you said something at the start Uh, no are you are you kidding me it's never been done well uh, it's he picked not. the All Stars that he played with in Miami. He picked the All Stars that he played with when he came to Cleveland. This is the first year, and he's that he's the world's health not loaded with All Stars. And he's the he's like the world's healthiest basketball player in the history of basketball, which you know is probably going to be revisited in history in a few years. But I'm telling you clearly, like whether or not he makes it eight or nine times, Jerry West made nine finals and lost eight of them. You know, and and you've got like and Magic made got, nine and eleven years. If I'm, I, I think my yeah. math was right. Exactly nine and eleven and lost four of them. You know, but Curry, I would argue I, that the league today well, is more competitive than the league was in in the, more, in the yeah, 70s and eighties for sure. Definitely, there's more athletics and more talent, and it's but it's a less physical game. Like you, you could you uh, you could hand check during the Jordan era, right? If Michael Jordan. Uh, if the hand check rule was was in place during the Michael Jordan era, he would probably average like forty points a game because you touch someone or breathe on him now, and they again the, the NBA is geared to offense right now, and they're trying to drive up scores and buckets, and uh, a lot of these like small tweaks in the rules. 
I do think, though, like, interestingly, the funniest thing that happened, I thought, in the game today is that JaVale McGee blocked himself, and that wasn't the dumbest play of the game. Who's smarter, JaVale or JR? Or, or Swaggy P. We, we're about to live in a universe where two ex-Wizards, JaVale McGee is going to have two championship rings, and Nick Young is going to have one. And and I'm not comfortable living in that world. Nick I'm just Young not. already has one. From where? Right? No. Why? Why does he have a ring? Last year, no, he, he wasn't on this roster last no, year. No, he was still think. in L.A. He was. He no, was I'm pretty sure. End he of the bench last year. No, man, he he was a free. That. You can fact check yeah. it. He was a free agent signed this summer. Yeah, yeah, he joined the team this year. You know, but let, okay, so let's look forward. So I'm, I think there's still some hope for the Cavaliers. I think that they can make. I think if they go a little bigger and try to try to get a little more minutes to uh, to Nance and uh, and and frankly Jeff Green too. I think Jeff Green is an X factor here, but I mean he's he's a you don't want to ask him to do everything, but you kind of have to. So I I I think the Cavaliers maybe still have one, you know, big punch that they can they can kind of swing with. And I don't see them getting swept. I just don't. But if you're the Warriors, what adjustments do you make? Right? And that that's kind of the other side of it because you really you don't want to play anyone off your bench. Your game plan is going to be 3 and D as much as you can. So if you're the Warriors, considering you, you were in trouble towards the, you know, in the end of the fourth quarter and you turned it on in overtime, are you making, if you're Steve Kerr, are you making any adjustments? The only the only adjustment I'd make is on defense. I found that the pick and rolls, like to switch LeBron off onto like a smaller Curry or something, were just really like handed over, um, and they there wasn't a lot of fighting through picks or just being a little bit more physical to to keep your primary defender on LeBron. Like I thought that that part of it, like Tristan Thompson's, you know, hidden talent is really the solid picks to get those to facilitate the switches. Um, so I. Th- I think like I, I do think that's probably something the Warriors could have done a little bit better, and I'd like to have seen a lot more Durant on LeBron, like just that length. Um, but he would just easily give up the switch and and then find himself like not even on the help side. So that could be something. But honestly, I I don't think Cleveland has has a chance. I thought their best shot would have tried to come out as gangbusters and maybe steal a game, and they almost did. But it's really going to be hard for them to recover. Um, from such a demoralizing loss, like losing it to a moronic, like a bit of a moronic play and then just getting flattened out in overtime, I really, it's going to be hard to get up off the mat on this one. LP, how about you? Yeah. You think you make, are you seeing any adjustments that, that the Warriors need to make? You you let LeBron get his points. He's not going to score. He's not, I mean, physically, he's going to tire out. He's not going to be able to score 51 points for four straight games. You let LeBron get his points and you, you play a little bit of defense on everybody else and let them kind of shut themselves out. And you kind of coast. I mean, I just don't see a possible situation where, I mean, maybe Cleveland steals one, but I don't see them getting more than one, no matter what adjustments are made. It's just, it's too lopsided. Yeah. I mean, like, unless, unless they're going to pull out, you know, a Rodney hood and, some sort of like play with a lot of length and rebounding, but also Tristan Thompson after that, you know, thrown elbow ejection piece, there was a bit of a skirmish. I wonder if there's going to be some additional stuff happening there, but um, 
Yeah, like I think they may want to go like just long and 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 you know athletic and maybe that way it gives LeBron some more options. But I just I just don't see it. I think they're short like one player. This their team is just not fully comprised to be able to take on a Golden State. Let me ask you guys this: If Cleveland did not have LeBron, how many games would they have won this year? Yeah, I don't know, probably in the 20. 15, 20. Yeah, yeah, not not more than twenty. This team is just no good. But but yeah. give LeBron credit; he's he's been healthy all season for whatever reason. Uh, maybe maybe regrowing your hair brings you magical powers. I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, but he played all he's played every single game. I mean, he I don't I think he's up to game hundred and one now on the season or whatever yeah. the math comes out yeah. to. You know, but I I still think they have a shot. I'm not betting against the guy. And you know, if you look at what the Rockets were able to do to the Warriors in in that series that that obviously ended in the Western Conference Finals, they held them to a one assist to one turnover ratio. That's a big deal. Uh, that that's sloppy basketball from the Warriors. That's how you end up in a game seven where uh, you know all bets are off. And frankly, the Rockets could have you know you would you could certainly argue that with Chris Paul. We could we could be looking at the Rockets in the finals and not the Warriors. So, you know, the Warriors when they get hot like they did in overtime tonight, you're just not going to beat them. I mean, they they score points really really quick, and it seems like they can turn the defensive switch on and off, uh, seemingly on, on literally on a moment's notice. Uh, but but Draymond is unstable, and he is always one careless you know flop from being ejected, and that could change a game. That could change a series. Uh, there's times where their offense is basically just, you know, don't pass or just watch the ball move around, no cuts and and terrible shots. Uh, you know, we saw that in Houston a few times. So they're not the perfect team, and they will also get tired. And I think if you if you put a body on them, make them work through their screens. Like I actually love that point, Canada. I think I think they were there was they were easily switching, but the 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 inverse is. I mean, Cleveland's got to rough them up a little bit. They got to put, you know, yeah. body them up, yeah, make you, them work through the screens, get... chase them around on the block, you know, get them yeah. a little tired so that you, you, they're forced to play, you know, the, the trash that's on their bench right now. Yeah. If you, if you get physical with Curry, you'll probably have a better chance. But the other thing that Golden State was doing and Cleveland will have to adjust this is they were seeking out a Curry switch on and having love defend him. And then just taking them straight to the hoop. So I think, like, if you're Cleveland, you've got to figure out a way to get not have that switch happen. So they have to get physical on the picks and keep Curry on primary, like on George Hill defending or or whoever a smaller guard. Because um, anytime Curry gets that switch, he's attacking Love's defense, and and you know that's been four years of that. So I think. Um, I think you're gonna like you're gonna see maybe those two adjustments. There's that young Turkish kid, Osman, that uh, another like lanky, athletic guy that had a good run at the end of the season. Um, and I could see someone like that, like Tyron Lue, calling on just trying to find something. He runs. He's very um, kind of athletic on the defensive end. So maybe that's another player they throw in. And again, very long, lanky athlete. Like, they've got to do some more of that because, you know, I mean, you have nothing to lose at this point. So, you know, well you got to, you got to, you got to try everything. And, and Cleveland, I mean, Ty Lue loves to switch those lineups, but he's got one yeah. lineup in particular with uh, LeBron, JR, Jeff Green, uh, George Hill, Tristan Thompson. That lineup is outscoring opponents 20, uh, by 25.7 points per 100 possessions. So, there's something there. 
And I, I think we saw it in spurts tonight, but ultimately the Warriors, like I said, when they when they find that groove and and it's like a melee button or like a cheat code. Like when they turn it on, you just have to kind of survive. You, you just kind of crouch over and block and hope that you're still within striking distance when it's over because you can't you, you don't know when it's coming, but it's always coming. But that the being one said, thing, one thing, they missed the shots thing too. Lou, yeah, like the one thing Lou, a weird thing that he hasn't been doing is using Carver a little bit more. Like I see like he's 17 terrible. minutes is probably, but I mean, he's better than Jordan Clarkson and Clarkson got 17 minutes. Like no, Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson came over and, and played, gave them big minutes off the bench, gave them big minutes as a starter. He can get his own shot in some, in some instance, instances. No, I, I disagree. I, I think Corver is a one-trick pony. He's not going to play much defense, and you know if he if he's not hitting his threes, he's he's a detriment to the team. He's better than three points a game. Let's just put it at that. I mean, he can at least provide more. Than he that. took three shots a but game. Like I mean, he's not called upon. Clarkson had nine shots in the same seventeen minutes, and you know hit two, and Corver only gets three. Like I, I just feel like if they want to spread the floor. And give LeBron some room. Like it's got to be like Corver in the corner, or Corver off motion, and and I, he's just not getting the minutes. And and I think like they they raised it against Boston as well. Why that Corver wasn't getting played a lot, but um, I guess it's just matchups. But still, like again, that's something you want to maybe look at and see if um, you know, that could be something to help uh, you know, Cleveland adjust a bit. But like I said, short of short of like like what you you said, Joe. Um, you know, a Draymond like meltdown or something like that. I think this is like pretty much a and a foredrawn conclusion for uh, Golden State here. So Sunday, give me your prediction here. We'll get out on some predictions. So game two on Sunday. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Cavaliers win it. Um, I think it'll be close, and I think they will do exactly what I'm saying: slow it down, frustrate them, try to get under their skin. You know, once upon a time, Matthew Delvadova deed up. Steph Curry really well, and he's not a very talented player. He, he reminds me actually of LP on the basketball court. So, you know, he's just kind of flopping around, but just around and, and persistent and just in your face constantly. Uh, I think the Cavaliers, I saw enough from them that I, I'm comfortable saying that they'll they'll split and they'll take game two and it'll be, it'll be tight and ugly and boring like it was tonight, but I think they come out on top, you know, and I'll go, uh, I'm going to go 96-91. You can talk all you want about LP's basketball skills, but LP has three church league basketball championships to account for. All okay, right? okay. Give me, give so, me your game two prediction, sir. Uh, so all of our beat friends in Cleveland are, are basically in the locker room saying that the locker room is tense. I see it playing out that Cleveland comes out, first quarter, falls apart, team is a, an absolute mess, destruction of the Cavs, LeBron leaves, swept four games, uh, to Golden State, zero to, to Cleveland. LeBron leaves, and the Cavs are left rebuilding. I, I'm, I'm saying game two is going to not even be close. I think this is going to be a blowout. It's going to be kind of like that Boston series game two where it's like a 30-point blowout um, because maybe LeBron will be up for rebounding off a bad loss, but I don't think these other guys that are just not playoff tested, they're, they're going to, they're going to collapse under pressure here. So I, I think it's going to be a blowout and then maybe game three might be a little bit closer because it's just Cleveland with a, with a bit of the surge because of the home court. But 
I, I think it's going to be a game two is probably going to be very unwatchable. It's going to be very one-sided. Just, I, I don't see what else you can ask LeBron to do. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like he reached max capacity today. So yeah. he can, yeah. you know, he, and he's not going to be able to replicate that. It's just, yeah. it's not possible to, or the expectations should not be set that he can actually do that over and over again. It's, it's not humanly possible, no matter what, what he's on. And, and Kevin loves Kevin loves twenty one and thirteen. That's not a bad line. Like sh- like he was shooting poorly from three, but like thirteen rebounds. Like I mean, there's not much more that guy can do either. Um, and he played like I think thirty. What is it? Forty minutes, thirty nine minutes. So I don't know how they find other points or buckets or even minutes to play guys. Like yeah, like Della Vadova was a factor. Now you've got Jose Calderon instead. Like it's just such a different team on the bench that. I don't think you got an X factor guy that's going to come out there and just like turn the series around for them. So they're in trouble. And as Canada said uh, when I asked him a few days ago, "Give me your series prediction," he said Warriors in three. So uh, you know, uh, I appreciate the um, the confident uh, you know you know just statement there that they don't even need a fourth game. But yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I, I just, I'm not betting against LeBron. I've seen this guy do crazy, crazier things throughout his career. Once upon a time, I know he was a lot younger, but he went up against the seasoned Pistons team and scored 25 straight points through a fourth quarter in overtime and single-handedly carried a team uh, that, that was equally terrible with Antoine Jameson and uh, whatever that, uh, what's that big stupid center's name? I can't even remember, but he carried a whole bunch of, you know, uh, dead weight to the finals and ultimately lost in four. But this iteration of LeBron is really good, and and I'm I am comfortable saying that as a non-LeBron guy. But you know he was the only reason I was watching tonight. I, you know, for a while yeah. for a while I loved Durant and I was all about like Team Durant, and then he switched teams, and you know I lost interest. And I'm not a fan of uh, I'm not a fan of the, these super teams either. But LeBron is must watch because I I truly feel like we're watching something that we won't see again in the foreseeable future. A guy that's this big, this good, this consistent for this long. It it really is truly remarkable. And, and yeah, he huh. came within one terrible teammates not being able to not being aware of what what the game situation is from winning tonight. So, you know, if J.R. Smith gets that rebound, calls a timeout, or passes it out and LeBron calls a timeout, or throws up a layup or, or does something and they win the game then we're talking about LeBron's greatness and you know how he he proved to be unguardable and you know the narrative is completely different. You so, know, it reminds me of that Laker Philly series where Iverson carried a team of nobodies and stole game 1 on the road in overtime against actually Tyrone Lou, right? Yes. And after that, you know, the rest of the Laker, you know, brass kicked in and, you know, Kobe and Shaq kicked in and and that was that. And it was like a five game series. I felt like that could have happened today. I really did. Like when Georgia was shooting that second free throw, I was like, hey, they may have just stolen one here. Um, but once you lose that game that you had in your hands, I just I can't see how you recover from that. It's just and especially on a blunder from a guy that you're yeah. going to need to score like have a big game in the second game, how does JR recover from that and actually keep his head in the series? Like that's that's why I don't think they're going to be able to come back from it. But, you know, we'll never know. Like, again, you can't count out LeBron. You can never count out that guy. So Yeah, I mean, he went for 51 and, and seemed to not break a sweat. I mean, he could have easily gone for 65, you know, and, yeah. and he can do it. 
I mean, that that's the gear that I, I do not believe Durant has at all. I don't believe he has that 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 seventh, eighth, ninth gear that LeBron seems to just show up, you know, at will, just shift in and, and go. So, you know, I'm not betting against him, but I think ultimately the series is not going to be competitive. You know, DC is a buzz with all things Capitals right now. I've, I'm turning into hockey guy, and I understand now why everyone swears by that sport as one of the more competitive and more interesting and, and fun to watch, uh, you know, playoff and championship round. And it's because any team from anywhere, like the ice is a, is a great neutralizer. You know, everyone, everyone's fast, everyone's slow, everyone has to skate. So there's a, there's a, there's an element that neutralizes it and, and makes it a lot more fun uh, to watch. And obviously for competitive purposes as well. But like, like I said, I mean, he, he LeBron is the, the best of this generation uh, you know, I I'll give Ty Ty Lue a little bit of a longer leash too. I think I think he's actually a better in-game adjustment maker than people give him credit. And you know, if Jr. just is more aware, if he's just literally aware of where he is and what he's doing, the Cavaliers may win this game. But uh, LP yeah. LP, any final thoughts from you? Uh, basketball's dead to me. I don't know why we're still talking about it. The Caps are in the finals, uh, first Stanley Cup victory a game uh ever i mean that's that's huge i don't and then you got world cup coming up mosala's injury there's so much better he was clear today by the sports way than the stupid uh nba finals did you catch that mo mosala was clear today by liverpool yeah uh, he's fine they're saying that he's going to be able to play or at least participate of course, so that's of course he is you know Egyptians but you don't are... think he's going to get targeted on that shoulder Come, uh, no, no, Sergio. no. First of all, all the dumb Egyptians that are, are running around saying that Sergio Ramos targeted him need to just shut up and maybe watch more than one Real game to see that Sergio's just being himself and that's what he does and it's not dirty, it's just how he plays. You know, It was dirty and that's how he plays. He's dirty, he's a dirty player. Well, that's your was opinion. It, was it, it wasn't dirty. But keep it? in mind, Mo, he came down in his right arm and Mo had yeah. his left arm wrapped up. Okay, so they're not. It's not he the same injury. Down. It's like uh, it was the Kelly Olenek move, where you just like pull the guy's shoulder exactly. out exactly, and then let go. Hey, uh, that's yeah. fine. I'm just saying that Mo went down uh, on his us right. Canadians know that move. We know that move really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we got we got a lot of actually. That reminds me, we got World Cup shows to uh, to get in the docket here and scheduled. We got to we got to break down these groups. I could probably go Group yeah. A right now, actually, if you uh, if you guys yeah. want to. But uh, um, we got we got World Cup stuff to talk about. Obviously, we got we got the Caps going crazy right now. We got the Redskins wrapping up their first uh, their first voluntary camp. We got the Redskins are in some deep trouble, man. Uh, <sighs> saw the news today, but it's more not getting any better. For is them. it more or less than Colangelo and the burner accounts? How many <laughs> burner accounts does Goose Allen have? Philadelphia may have just lost their chance to get LeBron because of the stupid burner accounts. Like, unless they get, they're going to can Colangelo right now and, like, clean out. Like, they can't look like a crazy house when they're trying to recruit the best player in the world. Was it, like, I, was I, it his – do you do you believe that they were his accounts? Yes or no? Just, just It's his wife's account. That's what Whatever. They, they, so it's somebody – something yeah. he's controlling. No, yeah. it, they're his accounts. I mean, five yeah, of them – your wife doesn't yeah. have five accounts. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like they put him in his wife's name, thinking they were smart, but they, he was definitely using burner accounts. Like that is super embarrassing. Like and 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 like to be kind of trying your own players and stuff. Like 
while you're trying to get everybody to like come to you as a free free agent destination, like that's just a bad look, man. So you can see like LeBron might be headed west, you know, and if it's a Houston super team, then you know, like I don't know what I just the don't NBA see means. it. I don't see it. I don't see why if I'm LeBron James and I'm guaranteed a ninth, a tenth, an eleventh year straight in the finals competing for a championship in the East, why would I go west? Like why why would I do that? I, I don't understand that. Like the yeah, money you- once upon a time people used to go to LA or the big markets because of the money. That that's not really a thing anymore. He's gonna get paid no matter where he is because he's bigger than the sport, very similar to Michael Jordan. So I'm not buying that line. You know, to go to a team like Houston where CP three can't stay healthy, James Harden refuses to play defense, and the weather is terrible. Like I'm not buying that narrative either. I don't see him going to OKC. Like that's that's an impossibility. He's not going to go to New York and be on a on a LeBron in a D'Antoni offense. Like how much passing he could average like 20 assists. Like that's that's what it makes it so intriguing, right? Imagine like like it's not like the greatest like paper roster. It's the system, the system that made you know an average point guard like Steve Nash, a two-time MVP. Like that's how good that system is. So it it imagine LeBron running that offense with like Harden and and CP. Like the amount of assists that would be coming out of that offense would be really cool to watch. It probably revolutionized the game because you have the best passer in the game playing in the best system. Like that's what makes it exciting. But they but don't again, play you're any right. defense. They don't play any defense. They can't stay healthy. They don't have any depth. Like that's, who other than Boston in the NBA plays defense right now? There is this isn't a defense league anymore. Defense is a a past you know thought. Like other than Boston, everybody else is averaging you know over a hundred and five points per possession in terms of like defensive efficiency. So like it's it is what it is. Like it's just a different league now. Um, but yeah, I would it would be really interesting to see LeBron either you know, do that. Or if he goes with a young team like Philly, like that would be, yeah, guaranteed finals over and over again. And he wouldn't have to do as much heavy lifting as he's doing now. And that's a good way to kind of end your career. But I don't know. I think he's still chasing a couple more brings, you know, to get I mean, closer. If, if he leaves Cleveland again, I mean, no one, I, I don't think anyone would blame him, but at the same time, oh. like he, be- he won the champion. He brought, he brought yeah. the championship home. It doesn't matter. A very unlikely championship, you know. That's the, right. And it's like I, I really do think like once he did that, he's got carte blanche. He can do whatever he wants, and no one can criticize him. He did what he said he was going to do: come home and win, and bring it that city a championship. He did. Uh, oh, it. they will still hate him though. I mean, he's turning his back on them again. They'll still hate him. They'll still burn his jersey. Yeah, but, they'll. I'm sure they'll but you're be right. Stumped. I mean, what what does Cleveland have to look forward to? Yeah, actually, like, I their, mean, their football team is is going to be greatly improved. They may win six, seven games this year. <laughs> so what? They're going to look forward to a six win season, and then what? When you've won, when you've won one game in two years, winning six in one year is a, yeah, I would say that's an improvement. And the Indians, the Indians weren't that far. Not, the Indians were solid. Yeah, they weren't that far. Yeah, they were that's kind of that's kind of the DC thing when we're when we're happy that the Redskins went um, seven or eight wins. I mean, yeah, sooner or later that wears off too. Yeah, I mean, I think like you do, if you're Cleveland, obviously you do everything you can to keep him by getting Paul George to come or, or somebody else. But I, I can't see that. The, Kyrie really hurt them. Like Kyrie out of nowhere asking to leave because he didn't want to play with LeBron speaks volumes to kind of like what was going on there. 
So who knows? Like, I think like this is one of those things where you enjoy the ride if you're Cleveland and you do your best to try to keep him. But if not, then you kind of got to like blow it up and, you know, go back into losing for decades. <laughs> yeah. Well said, guys. Well said. Any final thoughts? I mean, I know we went a little long here. Uh, we did talk about uh, at length game one, previewed game two as well. You know, you guys, it sounds like we're, you were both on the Warriors. I'm, this is, this will be my last time kind of putting it on the Cavaliers. I think, I think they got one big punch in them. I think they come out and swing and I think they win game two. Uh, I, I just, I, I, LeBron's too good right now. He, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't a combination of players that can guard him for 48 minutes on the Warriors. There isn't. I don't think there's any in the league, really. But hey, breaking news: Bleachers reporting uh, 76ers are going to fire Colangelo. So, so they're they're serious about going after LeBron. It looks like that they're going to make sure that they have a clean house. Well, I mean, to, to be him. fair, if they're serious about keeping Embiid, they're going to have to get rid of him because some of that stuff was directed directly at him. And it's unfortunate because because yeah. Colangelo actually did a really good job. Um, you know, and and it's you know it just shows you, but you know, pride gets us all. I mean, he he wanted credit for the you know the the trust the process nonsense was BS. He wanted credit for the moves he was making for the draft picks for, um, you know the the sign the the players he brought in this off season, and he didn't get any of that. Every everything was just trust the process, which was the uh, terrible moniker left by his predecessor. So uh, that that part's unfortunate, but he knows what he's doing. I mean, once upon a time he put together a you know. Uh, two Olympic rosters. I, th- I think it was two different Olympic rosters with uh, Coach K at the helm. So he knows basketball, and it's a shame to see him go out this way, but you can't you can't just have burner accounts and be trashing people left and right. You just can't do that when you're in a management position. So, you know, I, I'm not going to wish him luck. I'm not going to wish ill on him either. He's, he's just out. So, um, okay, with that said, let's put a bow on this show. Uh, for those that have been listening, thank you so much. For those that want to come watch a game with us, it uh, looks like Game 5 is going to be the next watch party at the Cap 1 Arena, and it looks like they're going to move the Mystics game around. And when we get more information, we'll pass it along. But as of now, it sounds like if you go to the Mystics game, you get to stay for the watch party, and you get some free food and drinks out of it too. Game 3 in the vault on Saturday night. We will uh, hopefully be there. Definitely we'll be talking after with uh, a special guest from Vegas kind of breaking it down, hopefully talking about a Caps game to win. We have uh, the finals continuing, obviously, the NBA finals continuing on Sunday. We'll be breaking down that game after that one concludes as well. So we're a little tired because these shows in the middle of the night are exhausting. But we love sports, we love watching sports, and we love talking sports. So we will be here. For now, for Canada, for LP, for Stevie, for FP, My name is Joe. Thank you so much for listening. This has been DTC. We are out.